Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am very excited to introduce tonight the author and entrepreneur Wendy Oliveris of the book Let's Play Chess, and that is spelled S-H-E-S-S, and she's going to get into the meaning a little bit behind that tonight. It's a really creative title. She's an amazing person, and she is doing so much out there as being a motivational speaker, talking about her book, which combines the concepts of chess and how people can apply it in everyday life, particularly women, but it just it's not just exclusively for women because the book is amazing and it can be uh, used for many different persons, professions, organizations, etc. So we will get into that momentarily. Before I bring her on, I always like to just introduce the show for anyone new who's tuning in tonight. If you're tuning in, you can create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And you can join us in the chat room. If you want to call in and ask questions, the number is 805-243-1320. And all the information is in the chat room about the show. Because I am a one-person show, I predominantly like to focus on the interview. So if you do post questions in the chat room, I will be going back and forth. But uh, please call in if you have any specific questions. And if you tune in late to the show, there will be a podcast available after the show is over so you can download it, you can stream it, um, so it will be available if you tune in late or miss the show. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about myself. I started the show approximately, I guess, a year and a half ago. I can't believe it's been that long, and I just want to say thank you to all of the amazing guests I've had on my show and all the regular supporters of the show. The show is doing really well, and it wouldn't be without all of your support and help out there to make the show what it is today. I started the show with the concept in mind of creating a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry, and it could be authors, filmmakers, musicians, entrepreneurs, comedians, the whole gamut, to really help people uh, spread the word about who they are, what they're doing, and assist them with getting their names out there. A little bit about myself. Um, Professionally, I am a clinical psychologist, and uh, that's what I do for my full-time career. Um, But on the side, I love entertainment. Um, I have an album out as a solo artist. I do some writing for some magazines and uh, have been getting involved in doing some executive producing for some web series, and then I also do my radio show. So personally, I know as an independent artist doing everything on my own how difficult and challenging it can be, and again, that is why I created this show. So I'm going to show you are going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. A couple of things I ask for people to please keep in mind is, um, although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is not meant to be providing any formal therapy or treatment. Uh, It's purely for entertainment purposes. I have no problem talking about um, psychology terms, concepts, in more of a general broad fashion, but it won't be personalized towards any specific people. And I also want my my guests to feel down to earth, to talk about whatever they'd like. Uh, But if they bring up any potentially embarrassing, humiliating stories about people, organizations, etc., you could talk about them. Just, Just keep the identifying information anonymous. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Wendy, and then I'm going to bring her on the air. I'm just going to give you some highlights. So she is a proud Latina entrepreneur, a small business owner, a published author of Let's Play Chess, columnist, search consultant, and motivational career mentor. She's the founder and CEO of Oliveris & Company Incorporated, which is a full, prominent 
service uh, search firm that specializes in the recruitment of intellectual property attorneys in New Jersey since 2001. So she brings a ton of experience to the table in intellectual property law firms and attorney placement nationally and internationally. So her vision and passion has been to help others uh, with a motivational aspect that she has where she has this extremely successful staffing company as well as she is the creator of a one-of-a-kind chef concept and a worldwide brand. And we're going to talk tonight about this concept of chef, what it means, and how she's going to be branching out into other products in the future with this concept. So a couple of other things I can tell you about her is that um, she definitely is an inspiration. This is a woman who presents with uh, professionalism, leadership, she's a motivator, she's a mentor, and specifically to women in the business world, this is where the concept of her uh, chef comes into play that she's going to talk about tonight in terms of how we can use it in our lives and help ourselves develop more and, and go after what we want, whether we want to start our own business or just uh, just better ourselves in general. So please pick up a copy of her book, uh, Let's Play Chef Today. You can get it on Amazon. You can also go to her website, which is playchef.com. And again, it's S-H-E-S-S when you type that in. Okay, so let's bring her on so we can get into the interview. Hey, Wendy, how are you? I'm good, Carrie. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what a great I hope I did okay. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's funny. I always have just a, just as a side comment and to bring some humor to the table. The comedians, they're just the greatest when I have them come on because they're always like, oh, my gosh, I can't live up to what you said about me. What am I going to do? So <laughs> they're always really funny, and it just it helps kind of break the ice and make things a little more uh, you know, laid back. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yes. So welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's my pleasure and honor. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to get you a lot of listens and really spread the word about this uh, concept that you have developing and uh, getting into other stuff in terms of branding tonight, too. So why don't we just uh, okay. start out a little bit just again. Tell us a little bit about just you know who you were as a person growing up, your background, some of the interests you have, so that can kind of segue into eventually us mm -hmm. getting into how you developed your concept of chefs in this book. Sure. I would love to. Um, 35 years ago, my father taught me how to play chess. I was 14 years old. And hopefully no one will do the math, <laughs> figure out my doing. <laughs> However, uh, so at 14, my dad taught me how to play chess. And, uh, of course, I was a skinny, rambunctious teen, you know, teenager, just interested in going outside and playing with my friends versus being home and learning this uh, very intricate game, an intellectual game. Mm -hmm. uh, I was afraid of it, but uh, thankfully my father was insistent and uh, and persistent, and I took the time to understand the nature of the game. Okay. And, and just, I, just I memorized I all the pieces. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't want to interrupt too much, but I just want to ask some interesting questions sure. and then get into, you know, your your learning of the game. So when your father was, you know, kind of pressuring you in a good way to learn the game, what mm -hmm. made you, I guess, develop an interest? Because like you said, you wanted to go out and play with your friends, and this was not something you were really particularly right. interested in. Well, so I, I, I always had a wonderful relationship with my dad, and we were very close, and he was my best friend. He passed away eight years ago. But uh, the fact Aww. of the matter is that he he 
saw something in me that uh, I guess I didn't realize then or not yet at that age. And so he would uh, teach me the basics, and then I started learning. And then over the years, uh, I would I would play with him. And, uh, and even in growing up, uh, you know, I, I would just beat him. And he'd say, you know, I would ask him, do you want to play a game of chess? And he'd say, no, I don't want to play right now. And I'd say, why not? And he'd say, uh, for what, so I can lose again? <laughs> so I, I really, you know... Him teaching me was the foundation of the rest of my life, you know, my goal wow. setting. And, uh, and I am who I am today because of those uh, chess skills. You know, the, the that game is, is a, an intellectual, logical game that has inherent skill sets that are really important in uh, how we think and make decisions in our lives on a daily basis. We don't really realize that we utilize these skill sets uh, and uh, and as a clinical psychologist, I'm sure you would appreciate, you know, the skill sets that are involved in the game, such as uh, uh, analytical reasoning and critical thinking, logical thinking, mm-hmm. uh, pattern recognition, memorization and focus, facing your opponent. So, I mean, I am who I am today because of my chess playing skills, the decisions I make, uh, just in general, uh, I've made better decisions in my life, and I've been preparing myself all of these years for unexpected situations. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? That that's a great you know segue into talking a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into I think like all the concepts as you said, clinical psychology wise, as well oh, as the sure. concepts you're going to talk about are so important in your book and applying them to life and getting along in life in general. So talk a little bit about your background growing up in terms of, like you said, how this is developing you as a person. Where did you go to school? Um, you know, some well, of your business background. Okay. Well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I've been living in New Jersey for the past 24 years. And uh, I attended public schools basically all of my life. And because I had been as you know uh, playing chess throughout my teenage years and into my young adulthood, I was very studious. Um, I always did very well in school, in all of my classes, basically, um, more particularly in the math and sciences, and uh, you know my just basically just doing well in classes. And I think the sense of entrepreneurship came later on in life. Uh, I was a patent paralegal for 19 years in New York law firms. And wow. as a result of that, I was laid off in uh, January 2000. And I went to legal recruiters to see, you know, legal search firms to see if mm-hmm. I could find another job. And as a result, I got recruited to become a legal recruiter. And so that really changed my life entirely because that was the first real attempt to uh, – approach entrepreneurship, not mm-hmm. knowing the business yet. So what I did was I, I took on a uh, position as a legal recruiter, entry level, at a uh, reputable legal search firm in Manhattan, and I stayed for a year. I learned the business, and I realized that I was giving away 50% of my money right. when I could be making 100%. And so I strategized, anticipated uh, opponent's moves in the marketplace as well, and I uh, I just launched my legal search firm in March 2001. 
Nice. Very yeah. nice. So tell us what that was like. I mean, so, you know, you're working for people a majority of your life, but as you said, yeah. you had this kind of entrepreneurship quality about yourself, and you wanted to make mm-hmm. that 100%. You don't want to keep giving 50% of it away. So exactly. what was some of the... You know, what were some of the challenges maybe? What were some of the ang- angst that you had about branching out mm-hmm. on your own? And I guess you can also start tying in some of your concepts that we're going to get into a little bit, you know, later on with the book with how you were sure. able to manage that and go out on your own. Well, entrepreneurship in general, you need passion. And I had mm-hmm. the passion to try something new. I was ready to, to make a change in my career. I was ready to uh, do something new and and take a chance. And that's what I did, and I'm glad I did. Now, the challenges that I faced on my own, never having entrepreneurial experience per se, was, you know, ha- wearing many hats. Right. You know, being being the CEO and the founder of the company, doing the advertising, the marketing, you know, just handling the vendors and, and learning as you go along. Okay, but one of the things that I found that was very important in that in that uh, in that role as an entrepreneur or a new entrepreneur was researching the marketplace, being vigilant about what my competitors in the marketplace were doing, because I'm a sole proprietor, and here I have uh, competition with huge, you know, much much larger uh, search firms right. across the country and even worldwide. And so here is this one individual who is who has this ton of, of experience in the nature of the business, you know, with, with respect to intellectual property recruitment, understanding the nature of that business, and then segueing that into entrepreneurship, business ownership. And as a woman, I I don't think I I can honestly say I, it wasn't that I had any uh, doors closed in my face because I was a woman. I okay. never. I don't think I've ever experienced that, which I'm. I'm happy to report. That's good. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you know, because there is that element of challenges inherent for just being a woman, anyway. Right. In business, uh, but I think overall the biggest challenge was just trying to grow, and having all those challenges, um, you know, inherent in the business. Uh, you know, not. You know, just getting your name out there, doing all the marketing, and if you don't have a marketing uh, background, how do you, you know, tap into those resources? And I think right. that that's one of the things that's really important. And with modern technology and everything, I think it's, it's been instrumental in my growth over the years. Sure. Did you at any point yeah. hire anyone to help you out with the marketing well, knew, and the promotion? I was, I was, yes, I have uh, affiliations through the NALSC, uh uh, organization, which is the National Association of Legal Search People. Okay. And, uh, you know, being a member of that organization, NALSC is really a very, um, it's, an honor, it's an honor to be a member because that organization sets the code of ethics for the industry as legal recruiters. So when gotcha. you want to, uh, you know, establish a relationship with a new client, law firm or corporation, you would have that um, opportunity to say, "I'm a member of now," so it's understood that you 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 come with uh, you know strong credentials. Nice. And there's nice. accountability, and you know there would be accountability. So. So then you you branch off on your own, and now you have your mm-hmm. own company. You're you know 
doing well, as you said. You're kind of learning as you go, well, which that, is, you that know, sometimes. Like 2001. <laughs> that was right in 2001. Yes. So you're trudging along, and I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, life is great. I'm doing great. Uh, economic storm. Red flags are going up in the beginning of uh, 2008. Okay. And so now I'm faced with challenges that I've never had to face before. And one of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur was not having a financial cushion to help me ride that wave during that storm. Okay. And so, in, in, in other words, to clarify that, if you are a legal recruiter and your business is based on commission-based only uh, revenue, then if no one gets hired, then the business makes no money. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can't pay bills, et cetera. So there's that challenge that you're you're forced to face in, in many in many ways. And which is good because I needed that struggle in order to be able to be inspired to write the book that I've written, Let's Play Chef. And that's one of the you know, um I don't look at life as well, you know, this happened to me in two thousand eight and now everything is you know, I've gotta give up and I'm done with everything. No, not at all. Uh, I am a chef player in my game of life, and uh, I'm a chef warrior. Right, right. And, and, and just to clarify yeah, for people so. who are listening, because we'll get <laughs> into the, the chef too, <laughs> that, you know, as Wendy's saying, the term chef, S-H-E-S-S, means, as you said, a player of life yeah. well, and the game of life. Two words, right? You see, right. The, game, the, ga- the board game chess is really, it's a battle of war between two minds. And mm-hmm. so because I'm a chess player and a chess lover, uh, I figured that, well, in life, then, you know, why not make that chess life connection? Because that's who I am. I mean, I, I am who I am because I play chess. I make decisions the way I think and react to things, the way I solve my problems, uh, the way I anticipate things happening, mm-hmm. and I strategize, is based on the the strategies and tactics that you develop in learning how to play that game. So chef is really a play on two words, which is S-H-E for she, a female, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chess. So chef really became uh, the all-encompassing term that represents my game of life or your game of life. It's really right. a book that overall is, is dedicated to women of all ages and backgrounds. Cool. And I also say that, all of the circumstances that are, that affect your life and exist in your life, including challenges relevant to business development, that that represents your battlefield. And so, what's important to understand about chef, S-H-E-S-S, is is that it's a mindset, which I'm I'm trying to get women to adopt, so that it can help them become better thinkers in their lives, and they can prepare and react to expected or even unexpected situations. I'm trying to help them to, by learning to play, you know, chess, that they can analyze and solve problems better, make better decisions in their lives, both personally as well as professionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you face your opponents in your life and marketplace with more confidence and fearlessness. Now, I mean, a lot of women ask me, how is this possible? I mean, if I learn to play, by learning to play chess, you know, basically what you're doing is you're opening your mind to something new. 
too many rewards and benefits that you normally were not uh, tapping into. And these skill, these chess playing skills are inherent in that game. And, right. uh, you know, if you successfully learn to transfer those skill sets into your daily activities, including your business development strategies, then, you know, you uh, start succeeding in a mm-hmm. different level because the mindset is different. Right. And I think and something, Wendy, just, just for people to know about your book, too, is that, and you'll talk about this more later, as we're getting into yeah. starting to talk about the book, is that even if you don't mm-hmm. play chess, I thought the book was so great in terms of mm-hmm. just outlining the different skills that chess can instill in you. Because I don't play chess, but I could totally relate to every single concept and mm-hmm. skills that, that you talked about in the book. And I think that's why the book is so relevant, is that you know mm-hmm. even if someone doesn't want to get involved in the actual game, your book shows the awesomeness of the game and and the different concepts that people can take and apply in their lives. Right. Well, pattern recognition and critical and analytical reasoning, they're they're just but a few of the skill sets that you are actually using in your everyday activities, how you make Mm -hmm. decisions and how you think and all of that. But but this also applies to to chefs, you know. I mean, in, in chess, the strategies for success, tips for setting and achieving your goals, and they're just suggested guidelines. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing you suggest uh, success if you learn to play chess. By right. Means. <laughs> but it's, it's something that I live every day in my life. Right. And so the book really, when I first started writing the book about two years ago, it, it was not meant to be what it is today, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful uh surprise for me personally uh, in more ways than I can ever explain. But the book started, when I first started writing about chefs and the chef life connection, it was really more of a self-help for me. Okay. You know, I was just trying to do some deep soul searching and, and try to understand why I am the way I am and, you know, how I think. And I just had that moment, that aha moment that, you know, I am who I am because of my chef skills. Mm-hmm. And my journey needed to be the way it transpired all these years because that's my life. Right. And on your battlefield, you know, we all have, you know, different uh, circumstances that, you know, so no, just like the game chess, there's no, no two games are ever exactly the same. Neither is any two, no two women on this earth have the same circumstances. Right. Because we all are different. And that's the beauty of chef, your game of life. You know, there's no mandatory rules to play. You know, there's no one uh, judging you. It, it's all self-empowerment. You know, it's a new way, fresh, entertaining way to think about, look, I want to believe in my abilities. I want to set goals, but I, I, I'm afraid to do that. Well, learn to play, you know, the game chef because you're going to start developing a level of confidence that you've never had before. Right, and and right. it's true because chess is associated with intellect, intelligence, and logical thinking. Right. So right. if you're a chess player and you're a woman, hey, you know that means you're a smart lady too, right? <laughs> I mean, it's relative. It, they, these things are relative to each other, and I think that. Uh, oh, and by the way, that brings me to another point. There is actually only three percent of women competing worldwide. Wow. Only three percent, 
and I'm sure you know the answer to that, but why do you think, and I know some of, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but why do you think that mm-hmm. is? I mean, I have my own theories, but yeah. what's your... Well, I I believe, in my personal opinion, the reason is because women have been socialized to uh, not compete in that sense. You know, chess is dominated by men, for mm-hmm. centuries, and you know it's just a game that um, women view overall as boring, you know, intimidating, uh, too intellectual, and 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 as a matter of fact, that that type of mindset is very old-fashioned thinking. Right. So how can you, you know, get women to, or even younger girls, to change that mindset or inspire them? Well, well that's the, you know, that's the purpose of. Um, writing the book in the in the in the manner that I did in the four mm-hmm. parts and I'm hoping that uh, you know with support like yourself in in various radio blog shows and TV shows and other appearances and speaking engagements that 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 message is getting out there mm-hmm. slowly but surely I mean it was published in July of this year and I've done a lot of projects so far nice. and it's a brand that's developing on its own it's a natural segue because men have the game chess, and we have, as women, chess. It's our game right. of life. <laughs> and the beauty is, you don't, you're not forced to play the game. I mean, it, it's just that I'm suggesting that you, you know, maybe even as a new resolution for next year, uh, open your mind and say, you know what, I want to learn to play, at least understand the basics. Because from, you know, even in the title, from pawn to queen, I mean, that's significant in itself. So if you don't yeah, tell, us, a woman, tell us a little bit about that. That's that's a really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's something that it's so simple that it's incredible to me. It's very creative. But in the board game, you have various pieces. Now, the, mm-hmm. the pawn piece is considered the weakest piece, worth one point, but yet it has a very special move. And that special move is that it is promotable to a queen, a rook, a bishop, a knight. And so for purposes of, of, for purposes of my book, I, I just focus on the promotion of a pawn to a queen. Okay. Okay. Now, I say if this is true in the game and the pawn piece is the weakest piece, but yet it's promotable to a queen if mm-hmm. you move strategically to the other end of your opponent's board, you know, uh, of the board, the chessboard, then in life, every female is born a pawn in life. And right. only you individually can promote yourself to a queen status in life or in business. Because not every woman, remember, is interested in business, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur right. or business mm-hmm. owner. You know, so we have to put that into consideration. the The book capitalizes on business ownership because, to me, being a queen in business identifies with becoming your own boss, right? Having financial freedom. You know, having a mm-hmm. success at a level that is, uh, you know, is is unimaginable for some women from different cultures that come to the United States or wherever throughout the world. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a book that is, is written in such a way that it's, it's simplistic, it's honest, it's, uh, it's very uh, systematic, but it makes sense. And 
it's very unique because the mindset you adopt for self-awareness, self-improvement, self-acceptance of your abilities and faults. And if you have a willingness to learn a fun game of chess, you know, you are providing yourself with a flexible platform to jumpstart your motivation. Set your goals. Plan ahead. Anticipate your opponent's moves and reach those goals. Right. That's key. Right. And then in the book, I talk about two different types of opponents that you face as a chess player in your game of life. And that is basically external obstacles, and the other is uh, relative to internal resistors. I like to call those internal resistors. Can you come up with that term? Because I like that term. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. (laughs) It's a very creative thing here. (laughs) So the external obstacles really identify with those tangible and intangible things in your life. It could mm-hmm. be an individual in your life, uh, a coworker, a colleague, uh, a family member, a partner, or it can be an intangible uh, obstacle such as a sudden illness or right. a lack of funding. Anything that interrupts your flow for success, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing, let's say you've set a goal, and then all of a sudden this External obstacle got in the way. As a chef player, you would be trained already in your mind how to analyze that, how to approach that situation, whether expected or unexpected. And that's the beauty of chef, the mindset, the chef ideology. Now, the internal resistors are very powerful, most powerful obstacles, and I consider those most powerful because they stem from within, within yourself, how you think about yourself, how you react to things in general, you know, yes. uh, just your, your your general thinking on, 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 on life and business or whatever it is that you, how you are in general. And internal resistors are most powerful because if you think negative, you're not going to get a positive outcome. Right. It's yeah. that simple. If you have low self-esteem, right, If you Mm -hmm. allow people to walk all over you, to abuse you in any way, and you know, you're cognizant that it's wrong, and you allow these negative vibes and people in your life, people who don't really uh, provide a a positive uh, vibe in your life, then you can't blame anyone but yourself. Right. It's your choice. Right? It's your choice. So the mindset for chess players in your game of life is basically to uh, be self-aware of who you are, accept who you are, the good and the bad, and really make make a, a real hard effort to start understanding what the, this whole chess you know game is about. Because those skill sets, I'm telling you, those skill sets are very critical when you are making decisions. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the stuff that you're talking about, like you said, also parallels with clinical psychology. And people who are listening, I think what Wendy's talking about, especially with these external obstacles, these internal resistors, is, you know, an example that probably most people could relate to is maybe you have a family member, as you said. It could be your spouse. It could be your Mm -hmm. mother. And throughout your life, these people have maybe made negative comments to you. 
So the, right. that's the external obstacle are these people. And unfortunately, a lot of people internalize that stuff. The internal resistors mm-hmm. would be, as she talked about, that powerful maybe voice inside your head that's right. saying negative things like, no, you can't do that, or, you know, maybe growing but, up your mom exactly. made you, uh, was overprotective. So in your mind you think, uh-oh, the world's kind of a bad place, I, I, I can't do these things on my own, and those are the things that you have to kind of fight and deal with mm-hmm. the outside external things or you're not going to be able to kind of break that barrier and get to that next level. So, so yeah, I think it's yeah. so relevant. Now, remember, too, the point The point is also that even as women, you know, we face challenges just for being female, sure. which are imposed upon us from birth. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, you know, you've been, have you ever been told when you were a little girl to be quiet, sit still, and not be too assertive, right. <laughs> or too aggressive or anything? And, you know, in, in, in reality, if, if you show signs of assertiveness, then we're perceived as masculine, angry, right. too emotional. Or even better. True. I mean, you know, what is it about us that makes us, you know, think, react, and behave the way we do when we face an opponent in life or in business? You see? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is in chess, your game of life, you don't, you don't consider yourself a victim, but rather a victorious warrior on your battlefield. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because I say that to myself every morning. You know, everyone has a different mantra that say to themselves in the morning, well, that's mine. I'm a, I'm a victorious warrior on my battlefield. I have no idea what I'm going to face in the afternoon or in the evening. I don't right. know what obstacles are going to get in my way. But I'm not going to be negative without knowing what it is. Right. Right. I get and up I, in the morning and I'm, I don't fear failure and I don't fear success. I welcome challenges. I'm a risk taker. So how can we get people to think like that? Because I think that's if more people could think like that, especially women, you know, because we're always kind of trying to anticipate, oh, my gosh, something bad's going to happen. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm not going to be. So, right, I think if you can look at it, like you're saying, it's being a challenge and something where you can try to problem solve and, and, and welcome that, as you're saying, and not look at it as a bad thing if you fail. And if you succeed, that's great, too. I think, I think I can't, I can advise someone to do something right, and give personal accounts on, you know, what worked for me and what didn't work for me as a mentor, for example, or a career mentor. But at the end of the day, everything stems from within yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you allow, if you are aware, because come on, let's be realistic. Most of us, we already know how we are. Right? We know what right. our likes are, what we don't like. We know what we're capable of. We know what our abilities are. But we well, we should get into a psychology talk. I won't often. do that now. <laughs> okay. But we sabotage us a lot too often. Right. You know, personally and professionally, because we fear not only failure, but we fear success. And in mm-hmm. society, we're told, we're taught to, you know, again, not to be too aggressive or too assertive. Right. And that, that, so the question now becomes, how can you as a chess player in your game of life face your dilemmas without losing it all or giving up on your dreams? Right. And I suggest that as a chess player, if you switch your mindset to learning and open it, you know, open your mind to learn to play chess and develop those skill sets that you can transfer into your life, 
then you would have an advantage over your opponent, whether on right. a personal level or professionally. You have an advantage because now you've accepted in your mindset that you are a chef warrior and you don't waste any time in unnecessary conflicts. Right. <laughs> and you preserve your energy for positive goals. You know, you fearlessly face your opponents in your life and in business, and you ignore basically what does not matter. That's how I live my life. If, it, if, it, if, if I have a situation that I didn't expect, the first thing I do is I analyze, okay, what is my opponent threatening? Is it my life? Is it my job, you know, my, my work? Is it my right. reputation in the industry? What, what just occurred? Did I possibly contribute to this situation? And if I did, I ah. want to know what I've done. And that's, right? that, that's the key. That's the key, yes. I think, Wendy, is a lot of people are able to see what the external things are that are preventing them from maybe yes. getting to that next level or, you know, having a problem with something. But I think, like you're saying, being able to self-actualize, take a step back and look at yourself and say, okay, maybe there was something outside of me that contributed to what's going on, but what happened on my end that might have also impacted mm-hmm. or affected this situation? That's more difficult. You know what I mean? I think that's mm-hmm. that's so great what you're saying, and that's such a key to moving forward, but people no, have to have that insight. And it's unfortunate, but uh, too often women end up in really horrible relationships because mm-hmm. they they know they don't read the red flags. They don't see them in the very beginning. And they, um, they end up in these, uh, you know, unfortunate relationships, and they keep going back to that. Well, in psychology, I'll give, you, I'll give you, know, you a term. Okay. It's called a repetition compulsion. It's this. this, (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, I might be funny, but I'm being serious. It's it's this pattern that you basically kind of relive over and over again. And unfortunately, these are people who you know maybe had bad relationships with their parents or a sibling, or Mm -hmm. they saw their parents Mm -hmm. or siblings in similar relationships, and unfortunately, they get themselves into it. Sometimes they can see it and say, you know what, I really don't want to go back to an abusive man like this again. But they just they just do it, mm-hmm. and it just it becomes this. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Can we can we also consider that as a form of pattern recognition? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, in chess, that's one of the main skill sets that you develop. Mm-hmm. By by playing the game, you know you have to play a lot of games, you know, to to get that. But sure. You know, the pattern recognition, you start seeing that, oh, my opponent just did this. I remember this move from the last time I played with someone else. Okay. So you start recognizing these patterns in the game, and you start strategizing that element of change. You you start doing different things. You attack or you defend in the game. Mm -hmm. So too in life. You transfer that that pattern recognition skill into your real life. And so now, am I going to continue the pattern of ending up in these relationships where, uh, you know, they're just not healthy for me? Right. In whatever form that is. Mm -hmm. So you need to, so stop stop sabotaging yourself and think about what's important to you, self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-empowerment, and really, you know, no one's going to make a change for you but yourself at the end of the day. Exactly. 
That's true. And so chess really is a mindset. So it's a an ideology, something new and entertaining that I'm hoping that women will start adopting here and abroad because, there, you know, in, there's some parts of the world that women are banned from right. competing against men in chess. Wow. There are women who are banned in other parts of the world uh, for even uh, furthering their education. And so, I mean, this is something that... As women, you know, and don't forget that women just were allowed the right to vote in the 1950s here in this country. Right. So, you know, the book is, you know, it really identifies with who you are as a woman, an individual. And men can learn from its wisdom. I'm not isolating men. It's just that, you know, the whole concept chef and the brand really developed into uh, empowering women because, you know, we need to share our battle stories. So we sure. learn from our mistakes. It's important that, you know, we share and not elbow each other into success and growth because right. then we're sabotaging our own efforts as women. Right, right. So as we're, as we're talking about this, what else, um, just because this show usually does about 45 minutes-ish, what else can you, um, what are you looking to do with uh, your, your chef's brand? Tell us a little bit about well, what we can anticipate. In 2013. Okay, well, hopefully, yes, dear. Uh, hopefully next year there will be the, the start of a children's book series, which I'm very nice. excited about. Um, there will be that uh, element of uh, little chess warriors and <laughs> using their intellectual weaponry to fight their battles instead of using their fists in different I love uh, it. scenarios. And hopefully, uh, you know, um, a chef set or downloadable uh application, chess application that you can download for women, you know, executive women or any woman or uh, who has a uh, an iPhone, an iPad or a computer, you know, that, uh, you know, they can have their own chess game. Nice. And uh, there's a few other things that I'm, you know, that are in the pipeline also. Uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss at this point because it's not patented yet, but okay. <laughs> that should be coming soon. Uh, within the next two years, I hope. And just, you know, my really my, my true goal is to share these experiences with the rest of the world and really empower women to open their mind and say, you know, I'm not going to fear that game. I want to learn what the big secret is. I want to demystify that game for people and mm-hmm. really say that, look, you know, even as children, teach your children, encourage your little girls more particularly to take chess classes at a very young age because those skill sets help them to become uh, better problem solvers and thinkers and team players. They develop more confidence. And little girls will be the first in line to, in the front row of a classroom to raise their hands to answer questions. Right. Because they're, they're confident. And they're competing against, you know, mainly boys. That's so right. Take those skill sets, you know, they, 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 look, if 50% of women were to compete uh, worldwide and not 3%, we would definitely have more scientists and, uh, you know, uh, just technologists and, and just more engineers in the world, female. Right, right, that's true. That's very true. I really believe that. I really believe that. Yeah, no, I oh, agree. And I want to I think... mention, as a side note, that uh, the forward 
was written by Ruth Haring, who is the president of the United States Chess Federation. And the fact that she was, uh, you know, uh, kind enough to to write the foreword and really agree and, and, and support my contention that the chess playing skills can be successfully transferred into your uh, daily activities and business development is really important to me. That's amazing. Because we're That's both great. on the same page. And we want to encourage women throughout the world to you know, learn to play chess. It's fun. I love it. <laughs> and I, and That's awesome. I probably lost more games than I've won, but, you know, I lose with grace. So what are you going to do? <laughs> but, but like you said, it's, it's the whole point of the game of life and what you're developing from it and how you can transfer those skills into yeah. your life. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Where, um, talk a little bit about, real quick, where can people purchase the book, your website, give any uh, Twitter accounts, Facebook, wherever you're at that people can find you, follow you? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Well, the book is available in all formats online, uh, authorhouse.com, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, iTunes, um, the uh, Twitter is uh, at Let's Play Chef. Facebook is uh, Let's Play Chef as well. And the website where you can find out all of the current events and, and news and media and the uh, the chef-demonies, if you want to read about that, is <laughs> www.playchef.com. There's a blog there as well. And I'm working on a uh, chef emporium shop that you could purchase oh. uh, items, you know, uh, with the beautiful chef logo. Cool. So very cool. Yeah. Mhm. Wow. Well, I think I think it's the really, book is amazing. Really as a I said, endeavor. I never I never imagined that uh, I would be doing this and in, in this in this fashion. I mean, it's, it's such a very creative idea, and I think you know women are very receptive to it, and I I think that uh, it's going to be very successful. I have a lot of hope in that. So. I do too. I think it's like you said. It's an extremely creative endeavor in terms of how you've taken this concept of this game mm-hmm. and transferred mm-hmm. it into things that people can use in life. I mean, it's just yeah, it's extremely yeah. creative, and you're so passionate mm-hmm. about it. And that's Very. you know one of the key factors: <laughs> having passion, motivation, being perseverant, and you have all those qualities. Yes. So I. I don't doubt that this will become a uh, a worldwide brand, and uh, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what transpires next with the uh, the chef concept. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. So yes, yeah, so thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on, and you know, as my I said, pleasure. the podcast my podcast will be available, so please promote it. Gets tons of listens, so people who couldn't listen live, it will definitely get some listens if we both uh, push it out there. Wonderful. Okay. okay. So thank yes. you so much thank for coming you. on. You and I are definitely going to be in touch, and uh, yes. I wish you much continued success with all of your endeavors. Thank you so much, Carrie. Had okay. a wonderful time. We'll Thanks, Wendy. Okay, okay, definitely. Take care. Take care. All okay. right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, that was Wendy Oliveras. Please check out her book, Let's Play Chess. You can go to playchess.com. As she says, it's also on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, iTunes, and all other major sites that you can find on the Internet. So please definitely 
keep up with what's going on with her because there's going to be many more products to develop out of this concept that she has. And she's just an amazing person. As you can see, the passion, the creativity, uh, very intelligent woman. So I think all women out there should definitely check out this book and uh, follow in her footsteps. So she's, she's definitely onto something here. So I definitely want to do a quick few plugs. I didn't do a commercial break, so I will pull those in now. Um, everyone needs to check out Quantum Design Lab. It's this amazing graphic design studio. They do graphic design, web design, and digital media, creating attractive, effective, and affordable websites, marketing collateral, and digital media products. QD Lab also offers printing services, so for more information, please visit them at quantumdesignlab.com. It's an awesome um, studio with everything they do. I'm going to be working on some stuff with them, so it's an honor to be plugging them on my show. Also, check out Flirt Energy Drink, and we're talking about women tonight, empowerment. That's what Flirt's all about. It is a female fitness energy drink that is specifically formulated for the female athlete. You can check them out at flirtdrink.com, and uh, I'm working with them and collaborating. They use my song, Vanilla Skies, off of my album, Leave It All Behind, to endorse and promote the product, and it's, it's great working with them. Also, be sure to check out Davin's Den if you're a fan of comedy. It is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, then check out Davin's Den. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern to watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page at davincomedy.com, and that is spelled D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. So next week, I'm going to be bringing on a philanthropist, Brian Oakley. It's going to be a great interview. He is one of these people out there. Everyone has their own addiction, I guess you could say, right? Brian's addiction is supporting um, projects through Indiegogo and Kickstarter. So he has done some amazing things for people to help them get their projects off the ground. And uh, we're going to be playing a song from Warner Drive, which is one of the bands that he donated a ton of money to to get this band on tour, and they're an amazing band. But he's also been executive producers on different projects. He starred as actors in certain projects. So he's done a ton of great things for people out there. So Brian Oakley, he's coming on next Tuesday, that is, and that's December 4th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And he's also got some interesting things about himself. So if you want to learn more about Brian, please tune into the show. Thank you so much, everyone, again, for tuning in tonight. It is just amazing having everyone's support out there. Please also be sure to donate, if you can, to people that were affected by Hurricane Sandy. Uh, pick out a charity or organization of your choice that is funding relief efforts. I'm a huge supporter of that. don't want to mention any specific organizations or charities. I really want people to feel comfortable picking one out that is uh, suitable for themselves. So please help the victims out there. It's uh, devastated, as people know, New York and New Jersey and tons of different areas. So we'll be back next week, and I will leave off tonight with my single, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off my album. And um, if you like what you hear, go to iTunes, Amazon Music, and all digital sites, and uh, download the single or the full-length album. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight, and we will be back again next week.